Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. Nice, yeah. I'm in wear form tonight. <laughs> I didn't work out, so I have a lot of energy. There you go. Well, welcome back to the Bridge of Two Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the podcast where we bridge the sci-fi and fantasy realms we love into a nerdcast of epic proportions. 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 Getting fancy. Anyway, how's it going? How's your day been? (laughs) (laughs) Not as good as yours, apparently. (laughs) Apologies. (laughs) I had a day, so... Um, this is great, great, great. Should I talk? I did, what about you? Or what were you saying? It's just, it's just been a day. Right. Same here. Another day. Another day in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, good. Good day. <laughs> it's been a good day. No. <laughs> um, um. What have you been up to? It's been been a couple weeks. Yeah. Anything new or interesting? Mm-hmm. Yes. First up. Okay, <laughs> cool. I mean, um, I guess we'll move on. Um, no, so, I mean, I mean I've mean, i been playing Breath of the Wild still. I did, I did, um, <clears throat> oh, did I get the whole map yet? I think there's one little corner I still haven't uh, um, gotten of the map. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you... For those who don't know, you, in Breath of the Wild, the map is completely blank. You have to go to these towers and you activate a tower, and then it gives you um, a section of the map that you, of that tower is in. And there's like ten or more, something like that. And uh, it's a pretty big map. And uh, yeah, so I just I got like most of it, and then I saw there was like one little corner, and I was like. I th- I had just there. There's four these four divine beasts that you're trying to turn back on to your side so that they can help you against the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. If you've ever played Zelda, it's Ganon. It's always Ganon. Mm-hmm. Always. It's always <laughs> it will Ganon. always be. It'll Ganon. always be Ganon. There. There's probably some way really amazing like theory videos out there. Legend of Zelda is like a got to be some kind of commentary on inevitability of of time or it's almost like a wheel of time thing you know right where there's always i think there is like i think it is a link there's always a, a zelda there's always a ganon but they're not all the same i don't think i think that's literally like a thing i think i've watched a video because like i think i did a while back yeah as far as i know more games since then. as far as i know like all the games kind of like connect but like there's like a weird like there's like some of like them, time travel thing going yeah, on like, as well so there's, some of them are the same links some of them are not like a wind waker is mm-hmm. not the same Link. It's like a legend yeah. about Link. Anyway, it's always Ganon. Ganon's the bad guy. You're trying to beat Ganon. You need these four beasts. I got the fourth one on my team. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, I want to go get the Hyrule Palace and try to find Ganon and just see what that fight's going to be like. So I did that. I've done that. And that's been fun uh, and interesting. And... um yeah, it's just been a really, it's just a really good game. Really good Zelda. Good. Know. Definitely top one, one of the top ones of all time, you know, if not the top one. <clears throat> um, but so I've been doing that as far as gaming. 
Oh, I saw the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. Is yes, that, I have. I've seen the episode. Yes, I've, yeah, I've okay. seen. We're, the first so we're one. caught up to the first episode. Uh, only, I think this, no, it's only just ending in like a week. Did the sixth? Did the seventh episode just come out? I don't know. I think the sixth one came out. There's the apparently about to come apparently out. Apparently, it gets really like it, like crazy. Oh, that's what I heard. Oh, I heard when it gets crazy. That's why the fans aren't even really in it anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Like he's. I, I heard that. Like he's. All, I like. I was talking to someone at church the other day, and they said. Uh, because well, they asked me what I thought, and I was like, I haven't watched it yet. I know that the Mandalorian is in a late, the later, mm-hmm. uh, like episode five or something, and so, and I saw some like clips from it, and I was like, oh, I really want to watch that. Yeah, so I've, I, I've seen clips. That I've seen of mine like memes or whatever from other stuff that goes on, as well it, as a character they brought back in the first time in live action. Oh yeah, I saw a picture of him. I think <laughs> um, blue face. Yeah, Cad Bane. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, so they're doing so much, and yeah. I think uh, someone, a certain Jedi, is also making a reappearance as well. Jedi, well, spoilers, spoilers ahead. ahead, or I'll just edit this out. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, he, him, and Ahsoka are in it. Ahsoka's in it. Yeah, they're talking to each other. She says, "I'm pretty sure she says that's the meme I've been seeing." She says a line. Uh, you're you're so much like your father, or something. Oh like that. my gosh! I gotta. That's I'm what that that, that that right there's made me want to go watch it. Because Grogu's in it. There's like a flashback scene of Grogu in Order 66, I'm almost certain. Like, I'm what? not even joking. Unless these are all deep fakes so that like, people are making. They like, took I'm all these, like, the things. They took all the things that everyone <clears throat> was talking about after season two of The Mandalorian, apparently, and they're doing them. But they're, they're like, like, let's do it in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I was like, forget <laughs> Boba Fett. But I kind of don't care. I'm, uh, I'm kind of like... I heard I heard they kind of... I'll Boba just go Fett watch was, it. And I, I heard Boba Fett was kind of a... They made him kind of a baby in this anyway. Uh, kind of a what? Not like the the bad the B A uh, man uh, bounty Fett. hunter that we know. Yeah, I kind of had a, yeah, I kind of have a weird had a weird feeling, weird vibe from him. I mean, I liked the first episode. It was really cool to see. Like, I got kind of chills seeing him in the sarlacc pit. Like, it literally starts. He's in the belly of a sarlacc creature, mm-hmm. and there's a stormtrooper in there, and he has to like grab the things like the oxygen, like. Plug it in. I mean, that was a really cool mm-hmm. um, callback, you know, and then um, and then just seeing his journey, like, with the Tusken Raiders mm-hmm. and the Jawas and all that, that was all really cool. Um, but then when he's, you know, kind of, like, trying to get his crime syndicate, syndicate thing. thing going, it just... Came off weird. Yeah, it comes just, off like he just like, doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, right, and right. it's like, it's like I like guess that's kind of fair because he never ran a syndicate, but like that's not the but same. He was Boba around it, his whole he, life. He also isn't the same Boba Fett that we see in like Episode Six, and I know he's not in it for like or five and six. Right. I know he's not in it for a long period of time, but he is that stoic, like I'm gonna kick your kick your butt character. Yeah. And this, he's like, I'm pretty sure that for even the first episode, he kind of gets his butt handed to him. Like Fennec Shand well, is the one they that just, kinda... he just like put himself in a really like it was just kind of like <clears throat> what did you think was gonna happen you know but you even see um, him in like the Mandalorian he's kicking butt you know that scene when he right. first shows up True. and then like that right you're but right. now he's like I don't know it's just weird I, they kind of like knocked him down a little bit yeah but I don't know reason. either way like, I I think they're gonna use Mandalorian to branch out all the other shows they got going right on. well and it's, as far and and two book vote like in defense of book of Boba Fett, i have only seen the first episode so i'm i'm going to kind yes of, sometimes you know uh whenever every you come full circle on a show you get to the end 
you know, it kind of makes you feel a little different about it. So, so maybe they'll, the, the end of where the show, where the show ends maybe will make it feel a little more satisfying and set up, set it up. I kind of wonder though, if this is going to be a one-time thing or if they're going to, if they're planning on doing another Boba Fett uh, season. I don't know. We'll see. They don't necessarily need to, if they're, they could, I mean, they could just use Boba Fett in... It depends on what they're just wanting to do with them. Yeah, I guess it depends on how they end the show, because, I mean... I guess it also depends on the reception, too. Right. Of how people accept, specifically view Boba Fett. But, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm going to watch it. I'll, I plan on watching it here pretty soon, actually. I, like I have the, them all downloaded on my iPad now to watch them while I'm at work. Probably okay, yeah. or something. Instead of doing homework like I'm supposed to. Yeah, it was good. It was a good first episode overall, though, mm-hmm. and I'm um, definitely excited to see this stuff later in the show. You know, it turns into Mandalorian mm. season three. So, yeah, so that's cool. There was right, for, before I go on to this next thing. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I had. I started a book series. I don't have much to say about it yet, but I started a book series that a friend of mine uh, is a big fan of. Mm-hmm. And it's by Michael J. Sullivan. Mm-hmm. He's uh, written a lot of fantasy books, not like very mainstream, well known, but as mm-hmm. far as like people who read a lot of fantasy, a lot of people have heard. He's you, got you a few books him. that I've been, I've wanted to read, and I've seen, have have on my list to like read. Yeah, Is it the ones you got for Christmas? Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. And I started, so I started the book one of that series, nice. which is called Theft of Swords, and. Are there I, some, I just, th- th- some swords that are being thefted? I think there's going to be. I, I, I have a strong suspicion. That's called foreshadowing, people. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I definitely uh, like. I think the first chapter. I don't remember if it was called a pro if if it called itself a prologue or not. But it was. Uh, it was. It, it got me kind of hooked on the character, the two main characters. Okay, cool. Just like a funny interchange between. These two characters, and they're like these people that are trying to rob them on this road. On the road, like they're they're down from a part of the country they're not normally in, and they're being someone's trying to rob them. Hmm. And then the people kind of realize that that there's like they're outnumbered, but they kind of realize like maybe we should mess with these people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a really funny scene. Hmm. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, I'm gonna try try to get into that book. I'll be curious to know what you think of it. Yeah. A non-Brandon Sanderson. It's been a while. Since I know it's, I've read. it's weird when you kind of start going off to the other other books again. Right. It's like, oh, other things are good. It's like, so there, there are other there are other books. It's like, wait a second, where's Hoyd? <laughs> you just gotta imagine there's a character they called Hoyd in every book. Where's you know, where's the uh, where's the perpendicularity? How do we get into the how do we get into the uh, cognitive how, realm? How does you this know? fit into the cosmos? Yeah, yeah, but Brandon. <laughs> At the next Q and A, but Brandon, how does this book fit into the Cosmere? How does every how does every book fit into the Cosmere? When does Harry Potter show up in Stormlight? Yeah, on Roshan. Where are where are you? When are you gonna? Where, where is reveal? Anakin? That should be Brandon Sanderson's goal in life. Just branch is every to, literally just branch every book. Is together. to you know just consume all franchises and envelop them into the cosmere <laughs> <laughs> imagine that's how the series ended if like it was like such an open-ended thing but like it was left on un- un- basically left unsaid that like the cosmere just envelops everything mario takes up all 16 shards <laughs> at the end mario is at an alzheim you heard it here first oh sora would do a better job mm, sora's got such a know. kind heart 
I don't know. Maybe you're right. Yeah, Mario is not a good big brother to Luigi. Mario's just a plumber. What kind of... Just a plumber? He can, he's a plumber who can jump. Sorry to our plumber listeners for that <laughs> derogatory comment. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, most, you, most you plumbers are probably better than Mario. At least you don't lose a princess every five minutes. That's true. Or do you? In which case, you should probably get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> get that checked out. Go to the doctor for that. <laughs> Go to a video game designer. Those are your, that's, that's your doctor. <laughs> oh, this is a this podcast is. Uh, I love Mario. Games, good. I do enjoy the Mario games. By the way, that's no, not a knock against Mario. I do like those games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For the most, they're part. good. Lots of jumping. If you're a fan <laughs> of jumping, <laughs> lots of jumping. Uh, There's lots of jumping. You know, if you're if you're getting, if you're looking for jumping in a game, look no further. Anyway. <laughs> I'll uh, stop derailing us. But, um, Absolutely not. <laughs> so the last thing that I'm really excited about and uh, is the Rings of Power, mm-hmm. as the Lord of the Rings show has been announced to mm-hmm. be called, which I think is a awesome name. Mm-hmm. Makes me very excited. Um, they released uh, 23 pictures that were kind of like character teasers. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You get the the kind of <laughs> like the gut shot and the hand hands in front, mm-hmm. so you can see like the clothing they're wearing. You can see their hands, their sword if they're holding, if they're holding a sword, if they're holding something, if they're wearing rings. You know, you can see all that, and uh, and then you can just you know wonder what is this? Who is this? You know, do you know um, who all of them are? I don't, but I did look up some. I did look up some. Of people's ideas and heard some things too that kind of confirmed some things as well. I heard a rumor that the Narsal, which was the sword that cut the ring from Sauron's hand, Mm -hmm. is in one of the pictures. Like one of the swords is Narsal is what I heard. Um, Which none of them look like the Lord of the Rings version of that. Uh, So I don't know which one it would be. And there's not a lot that like there's a sword that looks very evil and it's in the in a in a dark gauntleted hand mm-hmm. that to me looks like us like Sauron or some villainous type <sighs> person. Yes. Uh so I don't think that's Narsal. Uh then there's a broken sword, but that can't be Narsal either. For one thing, it looks like it's like a a bad guy's sword. Like it reminds me of like a ring wraith sword, but it's broken. Um, and that can't be Narsal either because this is taking place before, this is taking place like before, um, it's probably going to start before anyone even knows the One Ring exists. Yes. Because when the the Rings of Power were first given out, they were given out by Sauron under a form, a beautiful form, uh, like he looked like a a handsome elf. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was known as Anatar, and he was giving them out as gifts to people, uh, all these different races and everything. And um, and then only after that did he go back and make the One Ring and to bind all the others to it. And uh, so this is going to start off before that. So like Narsal's not going. I mean, uh, yeah, Narsal's not going to be broken yet. Um, mm. The only one I could think of because there's another one that has like a sword, like a, a has a a horse mm-hmm. on the pommel, which makes me think of Rohan, obviously. Yes. 
um, which Rohan I don't think was officially around yet, but they're they're they're, they're like ancient ancestors were. So there may be we may see some of that with with that. Um, but then also there's one more that has a sword that has like a a sun. castle. Oh, I see one with like a castle on it. That I think looks like a scepter, mm, maybe like a ruling scepter that's or fair. something. But then there's one that has like a, a sun on a it, sun on it, yes. and there's like a sun on the person's armor. But that is, I like. No, so I, I don't think any. So that might have just been a rumor. Yeah, none of these seem to fit Narsal. But there is like a dwarven <clears throat> queen. Like, do you see the hands that have like the gold on them? The gold oh, like paint. A, is that a female? That's like a female dwarf. Apparently, that's a queen. She has a beard. There's a beard. Yeah, this is. I didn't notice that when I looked at it before. That definitely looks like hair. That looks oh no, no 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 no! That's not the woman. That yeah, that yeah, like I think that's a I think that's a man. Yeah, that's definitely a dwarf. You know, you got the hammer oh, so with I'm the dwarf runes and stuff. There's one that's like uh, like she <clears throat> like the person's wearing like I think gold clothes or something, and they've got like uh, old ah paint on their yes, hands. I do see now. I think that yeah, that's that's so yeah. There's definitely some dwarves in there. There's some hobbits because there's like. There's a hand. There's some hands that are holding like huge acorns. Mm-hmm. So those are that's probably a hobbit. Who's holding the apple? I don't know. It has someone with the beard. There's like a you can see like a the bottom of a like a little bit of like a scraggly beard. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with the wizards in this show. So I I don't know if they're gonna make them look like old men or. Well, I guess they would because when they came, they took the form of. Old men when they mm. came to Middle Earth. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all so just, the speculation. Oh, oh, but there was a. They dropped a thing today. I think a little, a little thing that said the trailer will arrive precisely when it means to, or something like that. The rings of party that reveals trailer date, and it and had Elvish underneath it, and some they translated it. And it's the February 13th, Super Bowl day. Easy trailer rise followed by a section in text and Elvish. Numerous Middle Earth experts have already deduced Numerous text. Middle Earth experts. Roughly translate to Super Bowl Sunday, which is February 13th. So what you're saying is when we're on Super Bowl Sunday, every we're just we're going to be sitting there and this is going to come on me and you're just going to immediately shut everyone up yeah, in the house. Exactly. I'm going to scream my head off. <clears throat> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for the if you guys hear any of these this cough or clear up my throat. Yeah, he's I'm still kind of getting over a little bit of sickness, so I'm giving Josh the COVIDs. Thank you. You're welcome. Again, I already have it. Had it. Yeah, I'm giving it to you again. I conquered it. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's just a fun. Those are fun little teasers for it. I'm sort of getting hype on it, and I'm I'm like getting I'm I'm probably getting letting my optimism get too like dangerously high on it. How dare you let your optimism get to <laughs> I just... Don't don't you know better? I just... It has so much potential, you know, the idea of, like, following... Because what I... Having it be called the Rings of Power makes me think it's going to follow not just, like, the Elven Rings of Power, but the Dwarvish Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. The, the men... The Nine Rings of Power given to men. Like, mm-hmm. it, I just think that that's a very interesting way to structure the story, to kind of, mm-hmm. like follow these characters uh that have the the rings of power and and you know so i hope, I hope they do a good job with it i hope it's uh honors the spirit of tolkien and and all that we'll see i'm excited 
I'm trying. I don't know. September. I'm like. I guess I am. I am. I am excited, but I'm also like. I don't know, especially after the Wheel of Time show. Yeah, I'm not like as. Yeah, hyped. that 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 definitely. Yeah, that definitely concerns me. It is not the same people that made Wheel of Time though. So yeah, but, but te- it is television Amazon. in general nowadays though. It's just. Uh, I know. But we'll see how it goes. That's why I read all the time. We're playing. Hoping that because it's Tolkien. Maybe and because of the Lord of the Rings, I hope because of like Peter Jackson, how he did Lord of the Rings was so popular. I I hope they stick to the Peter you know, Jackson type of formula to an extent. Just like and that just keeps the appeal. That just keeps mm-hmm. your audience big. You know, I mean, when you do when you put what they the kind of things they put in the Wheel of Time show in there, you shrink your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they made it. And I don't I haven't read all the books or whatever, but it seems like they made it just darker, you know, maybe a little more graphically violent, you mm, know. In real time? Yeah, nah, just from what I saw. I mean, the books are pretty dark. But I also never finished the yeah. series. I haven't finished the show yet, so. Yeah, the show. Oh, yeah, that's true. Me, me yeah, either. I haven't finished the show yet. Spoiler. So I, I want to watch. I need to finish it, but. Yeah, yeah. I was no. talking to Caleb about that the other day, actually. He, yeah. he's, he said, he was like, I, he was like, I would at least finish the first, he finished it. He's like, I would at least finish the first season. He's like, but his his view is, I'm going to give the next season. Right. They could I'm get, he's like, I'm going to give it two episodes. If they don't have, kind of get their crap fixed, if it doesn't get their crap fixed, I'm probably not going to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do want to finish the first season. You know, just to kind of give them the the opportunity to, you know, I was see where they're going with it. I was originally watching with my wife, too, but I don't think she cares to watch yeah, it. So I'll probably just end up watching it. The same with Book with Fett. Like, I was going to watch that with Steph, right. but I think I was going to watch it alone. Well, cool. anyway, so what have you been up to? Same old, same old. Um, drinking potassium, drinking all the potassiums. Um, I don't know. Did I was it last episode that I finished Kingdom Hearts, or did I? You said you, yeah, you said, um, you claimed to have finished beating all the the games. Um, however, except for the Remind trailer, however, or DLC, however. Our research has shown that that was proven false. Why? What have? Which one have I not been? Melody of Memory, my friend. Oh, whatever. I forgot about that one. Actually, you haven't played through the depth of Kyrie's. Oh my gosh, melodious memories. Mm, yes, Kyrie's melodious memories. Maybe I do need to play it. The the I can't even say the mainline games because they're not main. None of them are mainline. They're all mainline. <laughs> they're all mainline. Even Melody of Memories, I'm pretty sure, is mainline. <laughs> You will um, not understand the next game if you don't play it. Anyway, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 as well. Oh, yeah? I've been replaying like it. Not, yeah, it's okay. been a while. I've, I mean, I beat that like like within a week of it coming out, too, because they're coming out. Oh, yeah. You played through it pretty quick, I think. Because I, I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Um, so I'm replaying it now, then I'll play the, the Remind tra- uh, DLC or whatever it is. Is it Remind? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's Remind. Yeah. Um, Have you noticed anything as you've been playing it? Anything different? Anything jump out at you? Not really. Is this something supposed to, or is that just a question? No, I'm just no. Um, it's a just good co-host. It's just fun. It's just fun. <laughs> I just enjoy the gameplay. I really like the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts Three. <clears throat> I agree. I think that is like one of the strongest things about Kingdom Hearts Three is the gameplay. Although, and I remember this when the game first came out, and I still to this day feel the same way. I don't like the inclusion of the, of the gummy phone. I don't either. It's just such a weird thing. It's just like the it's, it, it came the game came at the time where like taking video like pictures in game was such a big thing. Like taking like you know the photo modes and video yeah. games was such a big thing. So they had to like find. I feel like they had to find a way to do that. Yeah. 
and it just doesn't fit for me. They didn't. They could have done it though without. <clears throat> It didn't have to be like an in-world explanation for it. Yeah, you know? I agree. They just had a photo mode. <clears throat> but, but it is what it is. Yeah. And it doesn't take away that much from the game. No. Um, other than that, though, I've actually really been playing. I've been on like a big nostalgia trip past couple of weeks. So I've been playing a lot of Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot, um, the old Jack and Daxter mm. precursor. Like I see the first game, playing that for the first time. So I actually never played that as a kid. Yeah. Um, and they're all fun. It's just fun to play. It's just fun to, to plug in my headphones, watch a video, and just not worry about an extremely story-driven game. Yeah. Although I do want It's been a while since I've been lost in a game, so maybe we need to find one. I know. Anyway, I do know Lost Ark is coming out tomorrow, or like the pre, the the pre-release. If you got like one of the packs, which my brother got me a pack for my birthday, that's coming out tomorrow. Lost Ark. New MMO action RPG coming out. That was like out in like Japan for the longest time, but it's like super popular. But they're releasing it here now, and it looks. I haven't played it. My brother said it's super fun. Shout out to Juwu. Um, Shout out to Juwu. Says it's really fun. It looks fun. It looks like like you know you know your, your Diablo games. Do you know the Diablo games? I've never played them. I know, but you know like of them. It's supposed yeah. to be like that type of game, like an action RPG like that. But this is an MMO. So you can play it online with friends, and it's, it's going to be way, free to play. It's free to play when it releases. You got to find the arc because it's lost. Apparently, huh? So <laughs> <laughs> that's more foreshadowing for you. Um, so I'll I'll check that out. I'll play that with my brother. You might check it out too. It looks Shout like a lot of fun. I don't know when it releases. Uh, I think it releases like in like a week. Like the the early release or whatever is tomorrow for the people who bought any of the packs or whatever. Which, like I said, Josh got me one for uh, my birthday, February eleventh. Okay, so a couple of days, so like three days. Cool. Um, yeah, you should play. We should try and play together. New World is just nothing at this point. Really, I have zero desire to play. Even Caleb's like, I have zero desire to play it. Is it? Is it because of the game? Like, because of it's, it's just broken? Of, or? No, it's just not a lot of content, I think. And they just don't... I don't know exactly what they're doing. I don't, maybe I'll go back to one point. I just don't have the time either with school. Yeah. But, um... Kind of... They kind of... <clears throat> making it... it seems, I wonder if making it kind of a grind. Mm-hmm. Like, to do certain things and to get to the end of the game. Oh, I think that's the biggest thing, is the grind it's was like actually... You grind, you're like... Well, the grind's no. actually fun, right? But once you get, but they didn't. Ha- I think the issue, not necessarily me, because I haven't gotten to the end yet. But like for like my brother and Caleb, there isn't much end game mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and the end game that there is, like the PvP, is not like very functional. It doesn't right. work super well. Right. So it's like you get there, and it's like not much there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just haven't had the time, and then I just had don't care to you know. I wanted to play because I want Josh and other friends were playing it, but now there's no one really playing it. So they'll probably just come out with like a. Like an expansion or something like that to kind of... Speaking of expansions, though, you know it does come out in like a week, right? Uh, SWOTOR. The SWOTOR expansion. I was like searching for the... <laughs> the, the yeah. So I'm, I'll find I'm giving that a look at. Looksies. Yeah. Is that like a Sith expansion too? Is that um, like a Sith I think it's story? restarting the war. Because like the war got like paused in the game for a little bit because oh. of other factions going restart on. Restart the war. But they're basically restarting the, the main war. <laughs> I'm restarting this war yes. right now. <laughs> Sounds sassy. <laughs> sassy um, but menacing. Other than that, I haven't been reading much. I need to finish the Wheel of Time book, the book I'm on, book five or six. Can't remember. You're pretty close, right? I've got like 200 pages left. 
which is close for real time. And um, for you. Yeah. I just need to sit down and read it. I just haven't. Because, yeah. well, really, a big part of it is because my newest interest as of late, which is animation, um, just went full full dive into animation and I'm learning and bought stuff and I'm trying to figure it all out. And so that's taking up a lot of my time, watching a lot of videos on it. So I've even then I haven't played as many videos. Like, <clears throat> that's probably why I haven't gotten lost in a video game, actually. Mm. Or like, any big ones. Just because like, if I do play, I play like Crash for like 10 minutes, get angry at the game, and then go, go read about animation. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's cool. So that's kind of where my mind is focused on right now. And trying to... I'm trying to trying to get that. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to to do animation and even possibly like in the future get like a job doing it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know. It's definitely. God forbid, like the paramedic stuff doesn't work out. Well, there's so much. There's so much. uh, uh, You know, our the like uh, economy in our in our country is very entertainment driven. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is, and so I think there the demand for you know, animators and all that's just going to grow. And then you, on top of that, you have uh, ways for people to do, to do, uh, get to have an audience and to um, kind of have a reach mm-hmm. uh, with far less resources, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's an independent thing or it's a small team that are like kickstarting something or have a, a Patreon or whatever. Um or even like a one person thing, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, so but yeah, that's uh, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely, especially in this day, is it like digital animation? Shoot like for the stars, yeah, reach shoot for the reach for the heavens, and you'll the lands. I don't know, whatever. I actually didn't even remember what the word what I was trying to what it was. <laughs> um, shout out to you. Um, <laughs> um, so that but that's been really fun. I've been. Um, I've been delving into the the animator survival kit. Pretty sure the name of the book is written by the. I cannot remember his name, and I don't feel like getting up to go look at the book. Mm, but uh, it's ten feet away. I know, but that's <laughs> a lot of work. Um, <clears throat> he's the guy who who he was the lead animator on who framed Roger Rabbit, though. Right, right. Um, it's interesting stuff. Uh, it's it's I don't know animations. It, I didn't realize how I have a whole new appreciation for like anime and and just animation in general because a lot <clears throat> to make it look good even like the old disney movies like to make it look good and, and believable and realistic and like it's actually moving takes so much work yeah it is insane yeah it's crazy um like i like to think of like an hour long you know or or more movie what they were doing you know drawing every frame well, they were doing like what twenty four frames a second, and some people were doing like a drawing every frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is bonkers, if yeah. you ask me. Um, <clears throat> even though I'm gonna try and do it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> embrace the bonkers. Other than that, though, not much else has been going on. Just, just you know, chilling. I started our the Legends of Vox Machina animate the animated show came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I was talking with Caleb about it yesterday. It's it's good. It's very enjoyable. It's just very crass. Mm. And I don't mind cussing here or there or yeah. whatever. Like, Arcane had some cussing. In it. <laughs> Arcane even had, like, uh, not nudity, but, like, hints of nudity mm-hmm. in it. But it was done in such a different way where, like, it wasn't, like, I don't know. Legend, I feel like the Legends of Fox Walking Dead, they're kind of, like, the cussing, it just seems like it's every other word and they're kind of almost forcing it. Yeah. And it's because it's sort of, it's partly a comedy as well. 
I don't know. It just doesn't. I, it just doesn't fit. It's, I don't. It doesn't bother me as much. But like Stephanie hates it. Mm. Like she's like she doesn't want me to watch it because because mm. of how bad it is. Well, yeah. She she was sitting there watching Arcane with me, you know. But that has cussing in it. And yeah. Whatever. But this is just different. Yeah. So that's a little annoying. But the story's good. Their their first arc is their first arc they're doing through the show is one of their better arcs. It's the one that actually it's in, from their first campaign um, with Fox Machina. But it's the one that I'm currently in listening to. Mm. The, the Briarwoods, it's it's really good. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to continue to watch it, and I think that really, I think it's finally a show too that's gonna have like 20 some episodes in it. Yeah. Instead of every other show in nowadays where it's like six episodes then done, that is the most infuriating thing in the world. Hey, by the way, animation is hard, Jeremiah. I'm not even talking about animation. Live action shows are six <laughs> and done. Hey. Um. At least like Arcane was 45 minute episodes. You know. Yeah. But um. I don't know. It's all right. It's pretty good. The animation's cool. I like it. It's 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 good. It's just I wouldn't recommend it to people who just don't like a lot of language. And there is some. The first episode had some nudity in it. And that's it so far. But it's just crash. It's a crash show. Yeah. And it's just weird because I don't. I listen to their podcast. They're not that. They don't seem that crass. Right. They cuss a decent a bit, but they seem to do it a little bit. It's just not. It doesn't seem as forced when they do it. And right. Then, I don't know. Yeah. It's a hundred percent not something I would watch around kids. Yeah. It is very graphic, but I obviously don't care about that. The violence, yeah. I see graphic stuff every day, so. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just annoying, a little bit. Yeah, but right. other than that, but um, gosh, oh, my podcast is my my favorite D and D podcast, though. Not another D and D podcast. Yeah, they're about to start campaign three. I think this week. I think the tenth Thursday. Nice. They're releasing the first episode of campaign three, and I am so hype. Because I love their their stuff, man. Yeah. They they do, and they're also crass, but they're crass, and they're they're also just not like, just not. It doesn't seem forced. It's they're, they're, they're comedians, right? So it's just done in a different way. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy their podcast a lot, so I'm excited for that. Cool. Other than that, though, nothing else. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna start another book once I finish Wheel of Time until I'm done with school. If I do, it's gonna be one I've already read. Yeah, I've been debating reading Pendragon. Okay. Again, I don't know if I ever told you about that series, but. Um, I don't think so. I've it's, never read it. It's a series I read way back in like middle school. That's when I finished it. But they're easy and they're fun. So I was debating doing that, but I don't know. I do think my next legit series I'm going to read though is the Lightbringer series. Okay. Caleb owns it. He brought it up the other day. Yeah. Like, uh, Caleb. Yeah. He Caleb's mentioned that series to me a little bit too. He's actually brought, he brought it to me yesterday. I was trying to think of another book to read. Is that a, is that more recent series or like mm-hmm. the fourth book came out like last year. Okay. Year and a half ago or something like that. Is that, yeah, that, that is a series that isn't the magic system kind of a color, color. magic system? Deals with color. Yeah. Other I think that, those came out like very close. I think Warbreaker in that, in the first book came out very close. Probably. Together. I think so. But anyway. But other than that, that, you know, that's it. Um, be on the lookout for the Jiwoo illustration coming out. Uh, was supposed to release the tomorrow. Uh, but it's getting pushed to sometime next week, probably. Okay. Keep your eyes um, peeled. So keep your eyes peeled. If you want to find it when it comes out, jkaragftw is the Instagram. I'm putting finally putting the Instagram out there. The the was oh, personal neat. Instagram, but is now my our Instagram. So J Carrig C A R R I G F T W F T W. That's it. Does that stand for for the win? It does. 
I also realized that after I made it way years ago that it could also mean F the world, which I didn't want it to mean. Did people actually use that? I don't know. I have oh, no okay. clue. It just, in my mind. I always think of For the Win. Good. I'm glad. Because then in my mind, I've been, oh, people probably think I'm like, like you know. I mean, just depends F on. F the world. It's like, no, just. Just look at his, your, your Instagram. It's like, no, he doesn't look like he's saying F the world. So. I sure hope my Instagram is it. <laughs> it's probably For the Win. Um, yes, yeah, so we can really go for that. And any other stuff that I'm going to start putting out. So I want to start doing that more. So Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to take, should we take a break? Take a break. We're going to take a break and grab some, some delicious coffee. Delicious coffee. That uh, you guys picked up in tr- North Carolina. In North Carolina. I think it was North Carolina. Yeah. So we will be back and we'll share the, share you what our taste buds are feeling. We'll be back with coffee. Oh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about world building some more, some more mm-hmm. uh, kind of story. Like Magic Systems is kind of world building, so like, we're going to continue talking like, about world like building. Like part two to Magic, our Magic yeah. Systems episode. There you go, part two to world building. See you soon. Welcome back. Be a guest. Be <laughs> a guest. <laughs> You whispered it into the mic, and then you upped the ante <laughs> to start singing it. Was the mic on when you when I was whispering it? No. It okay, wasn't. good. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, we've we've got coffee. We've got mugs. What mug you got, Josh? I have. As I slam the coffee beans down, I have this mug. Says, "Drip a later, drip o later." Proudly supporting your coffee habit you ever, since 1999. You ever been to the Dripolator? I've never been to the Dripolator. It's a coffee shop in North Carolina, up in Asheville, near Asheville. Somewhere, it's like a little, like another town, but it's near Asheville. Uh-huh. Stephanie knew about it. It's good. We went, it is good. We went there and she got that mug. She liked it. The Dripolator sounds like something that you... Is it a, is that the name of the coffee place? Mm-hmm. It's called okay. the I was gonna say that the dripolator sounds like something you get inside. You know, it like, does the dripolator. Like enter the dripolator. I like it. So yeah, it's got like what? I guess those are coffee beans, maybe. I don't know. I've never actually. In mountains. It's a nice mug. Yeah, it's very. It's one of those thick, like it's a very nice coffee mug. Yes. Like, it feels like a coffee mug. It looks like a coffee. It feels mug. like an old old fashioned coffee mug. Yeah, I yeah. am doing the old. The new fashion. The, the trusted uh, Kingdom Hearts heated mug yes. that when it heats up, it shows more. The heat has revealed that Sora is not alone. Nope. His, his friends, friends are there. His friends are his power. I I swear, and Stephanie, if you listen to this, I'm going to get you to play Kingdom Hearts if it is the <laughs> last thing that I do. She like refuses to play because it's kiddish, but like it, you're, <laughs> you're going to play it and you're going to fall in love with We're it. We're all kiddish inside. Yes. Anyway, we are drinking. We're trying a coffee. The coffee uh, Steph and I got on our vacation. We went up to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Cooperative Coffee Roasters. Uh, I think the name is El Miro. I don't actually know if it has a name. Let me see. I'm assuming that's just the name, El Miro. Um, El Morale. El Morale. Anyway, it tastes like toffee, vanilla, an orange creamsicle. Toffee? Mm-hmm. Or coffee? Toffee. Wait. There's toffee in this coffee? There's toffee in this coffee. 
Or is there coffee in this toffee? Mm, good question. Anyway. It was roasted on 12 to 21. Or so it says on here. Whoa. Anyway, it's nice. good. Uh, <laughs> we're going to try it. You know, I've, I will full, full disclosure, I have tried it already. Although, when we made it, we didn't make it very strong, so I didn't get, like, the full... Dreamsicle did experience. Full dreamsicle experience. Yeah. So. Like, half of a dreamsicle. It's like, it's it like, ha- it's like, it's not the best dream you've ever had, but it's not the worst dream you've ever had. Sickle. <laughs> just a lukewarm dreamsicle. Yeah. Just a... Just a regular old uh, normal meh. normal dream. Dream sickle sickle. All right, all right. Let's get a little, let me burn my mouth real quick. Okay, me too. A blow and sip at the same time. Blow Ow! And- Ooh, that's good. Ooh, ooh. I like it. That's actually really good. It, it um, I do have a little bit of creamer in it. Other disclaimer. I have a little oat milk in it. Um, but my creamer is just a little. It just basically just adds a little bit more vanilla. Yeah. Um, it tastes really good. Mm-hmm. It does have a little hint of toffee, actually. Just believe it or not, the toffee is what I'm tasting, not the orange cream streamsicle or creamsicle. I definitely taste the coffee. I'm sure you do it taste ta- the coffee. I hope you taste like the coffee. coffee. It definitely tastes like coffee. I think that my taste buds like aren't sensitive. <laughs> like I can't. I like I taste and like mm, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not a you're not a coffee connoisseur like me. I guess so. I mean, I feel like I get a hint of 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 orange dream. Yeah, there's a little bit of a hint of orange. Like, it reminds me of an orange dream I had. See, I get a hint of orange, and then I also get a hint of dream, but not together. The the dream The dream is separate. Last. The dream is separate from the orange. It's like the dream on the back, back end? Yeah, it's kind of like an or- orange sickle with a little bit of dream to it. Right. Orange <laughs> up front. Orange up front, all dream in the back. <laughs> 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 New t-shirt. <laughs> I think I got more of the dream that time. <laughs> it's actually just DMT in this, and we're just going to start dreaming. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Good coffee. I don't know if you could even, I guess the, the website, they do have a website, it's called um, cooperativecoffeeroasters.com. I don't know if you can get coffee from there or not. This is, we, Steph and I found this at a coffee shop on our trip. Literally, we were going on our way home, or on our way to Savannah, actually, to finish <laughs> off the trip. Right. And there was a coffee shop by our cabin that we were staying in cutest coffee shop ever but we found it and it looked i read it and i was like honey we're getting this she's like okay so there you go that's how it works how it works go to your local coffee shop and buy random coffee beans that you find that look good that's that's kind of just what the lesson is it's the lesson here for this episode and that's our sponsor not really <laughs> i mean if you want to be uh, yeah. cooperative coffee just surfing the web for a podcast surfing the web for that's my coffee they have our coffee we should talk to them not anymore. Not not we're mocking them. <laughs> like giving them a list for some reason. Because <laughs> everyone that's not us has to have a list, obviously. That's right. To differentiate, you know. Oh, he's not doing he's, his own voice right now. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's doing a carry. He's he doing must, a bit. He must be someone else. All right. Well, should we get to our main uh, topic? Or? No, I think we should. should we keep more, meandering. I think we should keep meandering. Talking more about cooperative coffee. I think we should too. In the list. That was probably <laughs> <laughs> that was probably that was a little bit too accentuated. <laughs> that was. I could I tell that was you. I apologize. So, <laughs> so 
So yeah, we wanted to do we we wanted to do another episode talking about kind of like so we talked about magic systems that was a lot of fun. We're yes. Like, Let's talk about world building, and, and they're like, well, world magic systems is kind of world building. So we kind of want to talk about some of the other things, other elements of world building uh, that are we enjoy in stories and yes. um, and just kind of. Go over some of them. Because well, you te- like magic system is a part of world building, but magic system is also in itself a thing. But right. then you like but then you have world building, which is like there's so many different aspects to world building as well. Yeah. Well yeah, that, just yeah, the, really know. world so like really world building just for example, when you're making a magic system, you're thinking about, well, why is this magic system the way it is? Well sometimes it has to do with the history of the world. Which a history is a part of the mad, uh, world building. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has to do with uh, the environment, mm-hmm. um, maybe the planet. Maybe there's something about the planet or the world or the universe that it's set in that makes that magic work. Mm-hmm. You know, so so this all come, come, kind of comes under world building, even though they ha- are their own things. So, like for example, history, the history of the world, c- the cultures you find in the world environment or nature you find in the world so mm-hmm. what's a what's a fun one what do you think's a fun one to start with of like just an, an a, just like a world building uh kind of thing that impacts sort of like a world building thing that like impacts the story you know because which i i guess all world building building does but there's obviously there's like really fine detail there's like the, the really like minute world building where it's just like oh they're in this place but that's not really any part of the story right like this there's this like, town um, like what's an example of that um i mean like a world building thing in yeah you could say like the man like the mandalorian there's in one of the episodes of the mandalorian there's they're on a planet and there's some because the empire has fallen, there's like some holdouts. Like hmm. the effect of that is there's like some people that are still trying to hold on to the empire. There's like some equipment that's left over. I think there's some like bad guys <clears throat> that get a hold of like an ATAT or hmm. is that is ATAT the bigger one or the, the yes. smaller walker? ATST, I'm pretty sure is a smaller one. ATST is what I'm thinking of then. Um, and so that's like a world building aspect. There's an ATST because there was like a hist- in his history, there was a. Uh, the empire was on that planet, and then when they fell, some of their equipment got left behind. But that's not like that affects the story of that episode. You but know? Not of the overarching, but not like of like the overall. It's not like narrative yeah. Kingdom Hearts, where where like in the in the history of what's going on is that Keyblade World, which is kind of a driving factor of the Keyblade War, the Keyblade World War, not World. Um, yeah. So, but but at the same time, you know, Sora going to like Beast Castle. Hmm. that like he's in that world and there is technically world building there and there are things in that world that affect things but they don't affect the overarching story right so yeah. there can that's kind of an interesting thing to talk about too like there could be world building that affects the story than the world building that doesn't affect the story in the hmm. sense of like this is just a place that you went to some of it's just um kind of like flavor or yes. or you know just kind of like Oh, I mean, okay. Here's an example. Like in, so like in uh, Stormlight. Yes. They have the, the wines. They have the wines that are. I think I forget which color. Like certain colors are more are more strong, are mm-hmm. stronger mm-hmm. wines, and certain colors are le- no, like lower exactly. lower alcohol not content. Not exactly. Basically, content. alcohol content. Yes. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, like that's like a thing that's in that in that in that world. You know, you know that whenever you are selecting your wines you select it by the color you don't select it by the 
the, the vintage or the brand or whatever, you select it by the color. That's a world building thing, but it doesn't, it's not like, doesn't affect the overall story. It kind of goes along with, um, maybe goes along kind of with color in their society, like mm. light eyes and dark eyes. And I think world building is a thing that like, world building can be both a big thing or it can be a small thing. Like you can, a story doesn't need, in my opinion, does not need insane world building. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a world to be in, obviously, right. and you do need a little bit of whatever going on. But it doesn't need to have this extensive, like you know, like if you're like say you're writing a fantasy novel or like a, a novel about whatever, mm. you don't need to spend the next four months writing this extreme elaborate world with all this history and cultures and everything like that. Um, it's cool if you can, mm. you know. Brandon Sanderson does stuff like that. Tolkien is famous for making his own languages, you know. Yeah, um, and that's great. But that's not always needed. Look at, I mean, look at Harry Potter. Harry Potter is is very much not, you know, there is world building there, but it's kind of left, a lot of it's kind of left to the reader to kind of sparse things out or just figure out. There's magic and there are wizards, but they're not really explained why they're there or or whatever. The the history of like every century is not super detailed. They they did they did fan out like the, there was a lot more world building when the Fantastic Beast movie came out because yes. they explained like you know they had, they had to answer certain questions like um, and I think a lot of people you know, didn't like that because and, and I was watching a video on this day where it kind of, that kind of takes away a little bit it takes away a little bit yeah. from the reader because first the reader did have things of like oh well why you know like it can be said a lot like Dumbledore like in Harry Potter and Dumbledore is like this great wizard and everything like that but we don't we're never told why we're never told everything that he's done so because sometimes it's not like to the reader you'd be like oh I've imagined him doing this or this right but then when you make a movie about what he did that made him so great kind of takes that away or can yeah you know yeah. um yeah the, yeah there's definitely speaking i mean that, that's kind of a and that can that can definitely be a, a world building that it's in itself when you're when you're writing or creating or just enjoying piece of uh storytelling that is an element of the of uh world building where you have there's history in the world that's known, but what is not known or what is what they think is they know, but they, they maybe they have it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the mystery of the of what the truth of, of the history of the world is a lot of times is is very interesting mm-hmm. and, and sometimes more interesting than having it all figured out and knowing it all. And, you know, having like this huge span of time and knowing like here's five big things like we know happened. We think we know happened. And you don't really know the rest rest of it, all the little stories and things that happen in, 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 in that time period, you know, it could be very interesting to, so that's like kind of, I don't know, just some general ideas about world building, but, um, I thought it'd be fun to just talk about some fun, like world building things and stories, mm-hmm. maybe. Ways to betray world building as yeah. well. Like instead of just dropping extensive amounts of exposition, what are other ways that the world building could be betrayed? Get what I'm saying? You mean instead of like explaining the world? Like, so, okay, so like for me, like I actually am, for the most part, when it's done right, I'm a big fan of exposition. I uh-huh. like it when a, when a super wise character just starts dropping knowledge on me mm. in a book. I like that. That's just me as a, as a person. It has to be done right. I don't like it when it's dull and boring. Yeah. But there are other ways to express your world and world building. Um, that could probably hit a wider range of audiences as far as like 
how the environment is portrayed or how the different things um, in the environment, like the in, on Roshar, the um, the storm, right, is a part of the world building. Oh yeah, but it's portrayed not through exposition. It's kind of just portrayed as this this powerful storm that rolls through every so often. But it also is a very big part of the world, right. And then you learn more about it, but it's not done through exposition. Well, right. Well, because the, for the characters, it wouldn't make sense really for the characters to go into this big kind of mental explanation of what it is. They don't necessarily know. Like, it's a force of nature. It's yes. like, like someone who experiences like a hurricane or tornado and maybe doesn't understand it because to them it's just a force of nature. You know, like that's what the, the high storms um, are in Roshar. There are these storms that... The high storms are high these, storm, yes, yeah. The high storms are these storms that, uh, or it's one storm, and it moves across the whole continent in the same direction every time. Mm-hmm. And so they've literally built. So the way you you see how the impact of this on the world is, they'll describe the build a building. They'll describe uh, how one side of the building is either you know intensely fortified. Because that's the side the storm is going to hit whenever it comes through. Or a lot of times the buildings, the towns are all set in locations where there's mountains and other things that are like would, – would be shielding the, the town from the, the storm as it comes through, you know. And so the way the towns and where the towns end up in the world are affected by the high storms – the the high storms touch another like touch other things with the within world building too because then you have if you have this storm that is a very very brutal storm that happens all you know within any kind of re- repetition you're going to have people trying to forecast it mm-hmm. so then you have people who are trying to forecast the storm you know to keep track of it you, they actually use the storm. And the way they use the weather patterns of the that planet are how they define like their um the the time period their calendar like, their calendar exactly yeah so like they mark their calendars by it you know yeah and like so. in this one i mean to be like minor not it's not minor in the story but like this this one kind of detail about the environment the high storm um does so much to to impact the story but as well as kind of express to the reader what kind of world that they're getting into. Yeah. Because, you know, when you see the high storm roll through, the high storm is a very dangerous, it's described very dangerous, fair, like people who are left out in it usually die. Right. People are left out in it as punishment and they're expected to die. Um, so you're kind of, when the reader is getting this and seeing this, they're kind of left with with an understanding of, okay, this is not just a, a happy-go-lucky world. There's crazy stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Same with just the environment in general, which of just like, even the plants are like, even the plants hide from the high storm. You know, they're all meant to be able to move and hide when the wind blows and stuff like that. It's not mm-hmm. like our world where right. there's just grass oh, yeah, chilling. Yeah, yeah. Like the grass will shoot exactly. into spouts and ground. You know, this whole environment is built around this, yeah. and it does do a great job. It impacts its story obviously with the with the stormlight and with you learn more about the story, or you you learn more about the storm as the story story goes on. So it has a very big impact, but it also does such a good job of of, of expressing the setting in a sense, and the tone. Mm. Um, because the dark Stormlight does have a little bit more of a darker overtone. Mm-hmm. Um, a uplifting overtone, but also a darker overtone. Mm. Um, and it does a good job of, from the very beginning, kind of showing that. 
and 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 world building as far as the environment goes is a great way to to do that and like say like like stepping away from books for a minute like let's go to video games or to animation or movies like that like the way that the environment is set up can express the world building and set the tone as well as the story mm-hmm. like when you play a video game right yeah. like let's say what's um i don't know like dark souls let's, let's say play dark dark souls is a very it's got a story but it's not a very it's that it's dark souls is a game that does evolve heavily around world building but in a different way mm. and not just a straight story giving it to you but like finding things throughout the world and different mm. objects the history of these objects explain the world yeah which explain the, the story but when you go into that game everything is bleak most of it's very bleak the way that the design the environment is designed is meant to express how the tone is set as well as how the story is kind of gonna go you are this undead creature this undead person that's gonna mm. go and he's gonna go fight these things and you're gonna die all the time yeah you know kind of foreshadows the bleakness kind of foreshadows that you know it's it's not a, a up gonna be like an upbeat kind of experience mm-hmm. yeah. and like same with like like um bioshock when you go down like the first one when you go down to this under city camp, uh, rapture and right. you see everything the, the environment it's very dark for the most part um it has a little bit of a creepy overtone there's like 50s this, era 50s era there's there's yeah. uh destruction there's but there's also mad people and you can kind of see the madness and this whole the way you even just walking through the first level the first little area you're already kind of just getting a, a feel of how the story is going to be because of how the the world is mm-hmm. set up yeah. in a more visual way i don't know that's just something i was thinking about today probably because i'm getting more into animation but thinking about how you can how you can do world building in that sense of instead of just outright saying it portraying it through right. visuals you know in that medium of animation or video game or comic book even right you know of, of like how that world looks can really express how the story is going to kind of be mm. or you can even use it as a version you know yeah. there there are definitely games or, or shows that have a very bright yeah um probably the the funniest to me that i thought think about as a kid all the time was uh you ever heard um happy tree friends yes i have very bright cutesy animals overtones (laughs) it is the most gory yeah and it's not really like a story or anything but it's the most gory thing in the world but they use that it's just like a dark humor kind of thing uh yes very much you know like if there was like there are these characters that are very fluffy and happy but then they somehow something horrible happens in the episode and they like have brutal death exactly and it's hilarious but uh (laughs) coming from an emt paramedic (laughs) um but that they use that they use in sense and i do kind of see how they portray the world as world building um just in a more visual way than in a in a in a exposition expositional saying like this is a brutal world you know this is really hard they're just saying, like, you know, um, every year the, stor- the the storms come and we have to build this and that, you know, just having, just describing, you know, your, the world building, uh, whatever, whatever is, whatever you put into your world, if it's, it has a, if it's a big thing, then it's going to have a big impact on your world. And so that should be evident yes. just by through the character's eyes of just, you know, walking through, walking through the town the and town what or see. whatever. Here's an example of that. So, you ever seen the movie Waterworld? No, I have not seen the. I've. I well, okay. So, real quick, it's funny that you actually bring up Waterworld though, because that okay. has like been referenced in like 14 different things I've listened to in the past like two weeks. Waterworld. Really? It's, I don't know it's why. A sign. It is a sign that I need. Waterworld to go and watch is coming it. for you. 
That's kind of scary, actually. So Waterworld was a movie made in the 90s. Uh, Kevin Costner starred in it. Starred in it. Mm-hmm. And it had it was coming out around the time there was a lot of like kind of post-apocalyptic movies coming out around that time that were like have you ever seen any of the old Mad Max movies? Yeah. Okay, so it had it, so like Mad Max, there was Mad Max, there was um The Running Man, there was like all these movies about how, you know, just like there's this post-apocalyptic world, so culture and society have kind of collapsed and it's just kind of a wacky, crazy, dark um you know like over the top, like not dark like dark brooding but like mm-hmm. just dark because they're like the way they're the forms of entertainment and sense of um just goodness and, mm-hmm. and people is just kind of gone where so water world the premise behind it mm-hmm. talking about like big things in your story affecting your world mm-hmm. is that the polar ice caps have melted and the world is completely submerged in water well once again foreshadowing water world <laughs> exactly. So these, like, these, oh, how did I see that coming? These titles are some great one, foreshadowing. <laughs> it's like, what should we call it? Um, <laughs> world full of water. It's a world. Um, but so because, and I don't world even, of water. So here, here's a weird, here's a weird thing about it though. It's supposedly, I think it's set in 2013, like made in the 90s. That's amazing. But somehow, somehow, in only you know however many years of of um, the earth being submerged in water, evolution has already started to select uh, humans that have gills and webbed feet. Cause, and there's only one in this. Kevin Costner's character is like, he looks completely normal, but he's a very bro- brooding, brooding hero. But then like, he has this dark secret, you know, that, he has gills behind his neck. <laughs> he like wears a scarf all the time to hide him or something. And and then he's got I need to watch this movie. He's got webbed feet. And uh <laughs> so it's like apparently this is like a thing in the future, although it wasn't the very distant future, but in the future that you know people will start to adapt somehow. Uh adaptations will come. But um so that so that, so so yeah, so you've got a whole the whole world's covered in water, so then all your cities are going to have to be somehow floating these floating, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever tied together, lashed together, whatever things, uh, dirt is a commodity. uh, Dirt is like a currency, you know, because you need dirt to grow food. Uh, if you're, unless you besides like, you know, I'm gonna start tipping you in dirt, Josh. But yeah, it's like dirt, like they're literally like, you know, throwing dirt at each other to pay them, Pay stuff, pay for stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> and um, there's the the rumor because world the, because the life on, in water is so hard to live by. Um, there's this like you know legend or rumor of dry land. You know, that's a legend. That's a myth. You know, like nobody believes it exists. Mm-hmm. What dry land? It's only been ten years. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And then. Um, so that's kind of like the the kind of the, the story of the guys this this Kevin Costner's character trying to find dry land and 
he he gets swept up with uh, this woman and this child. Always. I feel like there was something about the child that was, like, special. He also like had guilt. There was, like, some kind of tattoo on the child and it, like, meant something. I don't remember oh. what it was. But it's a very cringy movie, but it's, like... Sounds sounds like we need to have a Waterworld watching party. Uh, we do. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just wild. It was... It was. There's a lot more to be said about Waterworld, just in general, as a movie. But, um... That's just an example of like when you have a big, of kind of humorous example of when you have something big in your world, it's gonna yes. Like you don't need to be told the whole like that the city the city is floating, you know. But that brings up another thought too about world building, especially when it comes to things like like you were talking about how like it takes place in like 2013 and and whatever like it like for some reason this evolution's already started even though it's been like 10 years. <laughs> When you are making, if you were go into depth with your world building, like Brandon Sanderson does, or um, even Wheel of Time to an extent goes pretty in depth, and it's going more in depth. But you know, Tolkien who go in depth in their world building, their history. Mm. Um, be cognizant of how much I guess be cognizant of how much time you're giving. Like it's important to think about the history and how long it's been since that history is is past and what has occurred since then mm-hmm. because if you have something that happened 10 years ago and it's like dark ages and then now 10 years later it's like you have a big city built it's not necessarily very believable and you i mean and to an extent fantasy you don't have to be like super believable but you want it to be like I, like you don't want things to be real like things don't need to be realistic but they need to be believable yeah i think it's a good way to put it they have to be consistent in their own world like it yes obviously we don't have a high storm in our world but, but if there's a high storm in this world, then if you establish that it's like this deadly thing, then you can't just have people, people out just in it. out in it all day long. You can't, when, you know, forget as you're as you're developing the, a setting or whatever. You can't forget that there has to be some kind of explanation for how of how they mitigate that problem or how they deal with that problem. Like it's just like it, it's just like 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 a hard magic system versus a soft magic system. Like if you are giving yourself a hard magic system and you're giving yourself a lot of rules, you have to abide by those rules with right. the story. Same thing with world building. If you're going to give yourself a lot of detail in your world building, you have to abide by the rules that you've set up in your world. Mm. Um those rules don't have to be realistic to our world, but if they're realistic to your world, you still need to hold to them and your characters yeah. need to hold to them. You know, if you have these different things. Now, that that being said, there are story plots that happen that can may go against the commonality of that world, mm. but it's got to still be done in a, in a way that's believable with the world building mm-hmm. and with other things that affect the world. You know, Brandon Sanderson does a good job of this with Kaladin in the High Storm mm. and how he can survive it pretty much. But to an extent, yeah. but even then, we know that it's super dangerous even for him to go into it, you know? Right. And the, yeah, right. And the story. But the story is also the unbe- set up. The, everyone's reactions to it mm-hmm. for, you know, kind of foreshadow that there's something more at play here. And, and, and what happens during that scene and everything. There's a, so another big environmental um, world building example is uh, Spice mm. in Dune. So you have. The world, if if the if you're gonna say uh, that I'm gonna tell the story about I'm gonna tell this the story and in, in this world, this sci-fi world, um, there's like intergalactic space travel, but there's only one like there's 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 like a very precious source of of a material that you have to use for it to be possible. 
then the the whole like world is going to turn around. It's going to yes. going to rotate around that uh, commodity, and so inevitably that's what the story ha- kind of ends up being about. Dune All is, the politics revolve around it. Dune is a great example of using a world building something within world building to drive the story mm. because the story that I mean you're right because the, the whole world revolves around this spice on dune mm. um and because of that everything that inevitably happens is because of and revolves around the spice on dune so you're using a world building device right. to help drive the story who has it, it who wants it you know you have the the cult the native culture of that world that there's they the world is so hot it's such a hostile environment because it's like completely desert almost and that's where the spice is but just living in that environment is not easy so they have to wear certain kinds of suits and and you know even it it reflects in their their customs um like this i don't know if they do this in the book but in the movie they are meeting the house of trades who's been given the by the empire given caretaker status whatever over the planet they're talking to one of the natives of that planet um but he to show this guy to native to show respect he he spits on the ground in front of them because moisture is so rare giving the moisture from your your body as a sign of respect or or whatever, a good faith or is a big deal. At first they take it as an insult and then one of the characters kind of reacts mm-hmm. in a way to show them that no no no, he's actually showing you respect right now. You know, so environment environment can play such a big part in your story in any world building. Uh, or your environment can just be your environment, you know, it could yeah. just be the world that your characters live in. It doesn't even have to to drive the story. Right. It could just be something that your world your characters are in. Right. It could just be um, it could just be fun, just be something that, that that's one thing that you know, f- to go back to Brandon Sanderson, another Brandon Sanderson example, but to, to in Stormlight, the, the he, Brandon Sanderson he made this element more than just a than just window dressing or more than just fun like flavor to the writing but it didn't it could have been mm-hmm. just this and that's the way the spren behave you mm-hmm. have spren are these fantastical expressions of human like emotion and and thoughts and things like that so when you're afraid you might have fear spren that show up around you they look a certain way and when you're injured you might have rot sprint or some or pain sprint spring up. So it's just a way for, for him to even in like small things, even in like the mundane kind of things of that world to kind of put this wonder in it, to put this, um, a mystical aspect of it into it that, you know, you're watching the wind blow by, you're not just watching wind, you're seeing these little <laughs> ribbons of light that are flitting along with the wind because there's wind sprint because in this world there's, um, these in, these representations of 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 nature and human experience and things like that that are are there as mm. well. So you know that's an example of something that can be it could just be like a very a way to kind of color your story in a more fun way, more fantastical way. Mm-hmm. You know. So what if? What if we uh, put it, put ourselves on the spot again? Again, it was kind of fun the last. It time. It was fun the last time. 
and just take a minute and just like think of like we could pick one thing one we could pick like one category and see if we can like just put some kind of world building element and see if we can build a little bit of something around it right, or like just just like go into like the what would be like the implications of that one thing because that's the thing right, what like, are we going we going we going to stick with nature like environmental or are we going to go with like cultural or either one history I mean, any of them what do you what are you thinking what are you feeling oh take your poison oh me put me on the spot um well i mean I'm, we're gonna play off each other okay so let's say i'm not gonna I, i'm not gonna steal from my own writing what if i don't know like what if what if there was a world where maybe this is i don't know if this is a good example if you have something better do it but what if there was a world where life you know if if life sprang up you know i don't necessarily believe in like the origin of of all life being just from like being from evolution but let's say in a story yes life emerged however it emerged from like this from like the like a like a sub sub sandwich subsurface you know <laughs> sub sandwich like like let's say like the caves of of a of a the cave like the underground like near the center of the earth kind of like deep in the heart of a planet is where life burst forth so there's like there's a surface but life started under the surface or whatever mm-hmm. you know how would that affect culture gosh world building is a, hard is a lot one? harder than well, it's just a lot world building is just harder than because there's so much to world building there's lots of yeah. magic systems there's so much to world building right. you can come from or did, oh, man. did you have an idea of something kind of it's more of just a thought of Go like back to it Tell it's more of it. just a thought of like because it goes with magic systems too a little bit but we've already established that that is world part, part world building but like i've always liked the 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 weird dichotomy between like or story and it's not really too many that tackle it but like technology versus magic and almost like a world where technology and magic are together. They're like separate things. It, but influence each other. Like. Right. Like what would someone, happen if- Someone's being able to use science to concoct magic or mm. even make themselves magical. Um, but the magic is also an inherent part of the world. Mm-hmm. As in like the world is in itself, like the creatures itself, let's say are magical. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like, like certain things that like just would be considered magical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through science, the people or whoever is in it have been able to recreate that magic for themselves and have been even been able to embed themselves with it by using science of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just science science and magic have always been such an like like whenever it does kind of come up, it's always it's they're always put up as a weird dichotomy. Like science is always at odds with magic. It's almost I'm almost curious to see how it would be like if they kind of worked together. Yeah. Where if someone used science to find the magic or uh-huh. to harness the magic or to and i think arcane kind of hits on a little bit where they're they are using science to that's that main part actually main driving focus of part of the story is one uh-huh. of some of the characters are using science to basically create magic but other people are scared of it because they're scared of magic because magic did stuff with the people who are inherently magical did things bad in the past mm. this is part of their world Prejudice. building um, right yeah but there's these other people, one of them was saved by someone who used magic, and uh-huh. he spent his life wanting to harness that and be able to find it, but he, and he's using scientific, scientific means. Huh. Um, and so that ends up, and then it ends up growing into more, and, and, and other things are happening with it. So here's something I thought about when I was world building and for my, my book. So I had the idea to have the magic, a core piece of the magic 
system in the world is you have um, these things called essence stones, mm -hmm. and they contain can hold the four essences of of nature or creation, mm -hmm. which in this world is fire, water, earth, and wind or air. So they can be, they're naturally, for the most part, they're naturally occurring in nature. So like anywhere that there's like an extreme environment of heat, there will be fire stones that will be like inherent in the world. Or mm -hmm. Same with wind uh, or, or, you know, like deep in, Deep in, like, underground, there will be earth stones, you know, where there's a lot of pressure and things like that. Um, anyway, so they'll also be found in creatures. Like, there's magical creatures. Not not every creature. Mm -hmm. the, but the and the reason I – part of the reason I did that is I was thinking if every creature had some type of magical stone in it, you know, like uh, birds fly because they have wind stones in them or something like that. You know, like maybe little little – uh, windstones or whatever, then there'll be, there'll be, there will have to be a piece of the world building would have to be that there's hunters that are hunting creatures for their, their They're, essence. Stones, yes. You know, uh, and it felt like that could take over the story. So I backed it down a little bit to, to where there are certain creatures that are, are the more magical creatures, mm -hmm. not just the mundane creatures that have some, element of magic stones within them and they may be hunted or may not be hunted but they're more sacred in the cultures and stuff like that which keeps them from being as heavily hunted but so that's just an example of like you know thinking through um world building and how one thing affects another you know so now i'm thinking now now while you're talking i was also thinking about going back to what you your idea of the people people being sub underground underground yeah so it's almost a great way. That's a good world building way to kind of make a, a cultural divide. So you have these creatures. Maybe you even start off the story, or a story. We start off with the world. We start off with understanding these creatures have always lived underground. Mm -hmm. uh, people, whatever, underground, um, and maybe these people are even inherently magical because they live underground. They've had to. The magic has had to because because we know that we aren't at least us as humans aren't meant to live underground mm -hmm. for the most part. There's dangerous, you know. Obviously, closer to the core of the all that, Warmer and yeah, all that good yeah, magma. Yes, magma. So you have these people who are inherently magical and inherently have this ability to to withstand the pressures underground and and all that. Um, but then you have another culture that lives on the surface, whether mm. they come from the planet or they come. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're from another, from another planet. planet. And this is where the science. You can even go back to my idea of science and magic. Oh yeah. Magic now you have a cultural divide. We have these people who are inherently magical on the ground. Or underground that have survived, but and, and whether it is they have them, kind of maybe going back to like with your your world building your story where they have like these, these essence stones that cause that allow them to be inherently magical inside uh. them, and then you have these people who are on the surface who maybe came from a different planet who are purely like us, not magical but scientific, and have uh. built this these great ships or whatever as, as you know scientifically, but each in turn see what they don't have and want it. Mm -hmm. And you, that's a great way to cause, use world building, use these different cultures and these different ways that, they, that people have been raised to cause conflict yeah. in the story. Because now right. you have these people who live underground who want to branch out 
and live outward and see they these other stars. So they right. want to know this science, what they've done. And these people are like, oh, we see all the stars. But these people have this inherent magical ability within them. Imagine if we could harness Imagine it Imagine if we could harness it somehow. And now you'd be creating yeah. this divide between the people or a, um, a combining of the people. Mm. People who are like, let's work together. Right. You know, depending on how you want the story to go. Well, um, and then people are afraid of the the other others, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be just interesting, yeah, interesting. to bring cultures, like a cultural world building into it too. Well, I just think, and I just think like one thing that I think about, even though, um, you know, people have built boats and sailed and everything, we weren't born under the surface of the water. So like the, the depths of the ocean are a thing of mystery and terrifying and, what it is. You know, yeah. Terrifying, literally, literally terrifying. Um, the skies are something that aren't, inherent to us there's some things that taken time time to harness and some people are terrified of flying people would be terrified of going to the surface you know people would be terrified of uh so people might even think this surface is evil or something like that only evil things come from the surface that's true um i and i'm not saying everyone would but there would be all sorts of different perspectives on it maybe you could you could represent it there could be different tribes that have different opinions about it maybe there may be a a tribe that is less uh, worried about the surface and they, and they're kind of almost like viewed by some of the other tribes as unholy or something like that, tainted or whatever. And they're kind of the bridge between the surface and the, the, the people that end up landing or, or, or the people that live on the, on the surface, however they got there. And the people, the world beneath, you know, is kind of like, they're like the, uh, Pocahontas of <laughs> the story or whatever. Think about it too, in, in, in a sense of um, paint with all the colors of the dirt. And you paint with oh all the God. colors of the dirt. More singing. We're killing it today. Um, <laughs> the thing about it, you think about it too, more like like going very natural and scientific with it. Like like the closer you get to the to a plant's core, the higher the gravity is. Right. I think that's that's how science works. Right. Science works. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I'm pretty so. sure, I'm pretty yeah, sure the gravity, is gravity, greater. yeah, because gravity is is focused from that inward. Yeah, that would make sense the because core, the further you get from the, the, planet, the mm-hmm. weaker it is. So, so these people, like, let's say we have people who really did, like, for some reason, this planet isn't like ours, and there's it's not as like magma. Magma. Um, but the the gravity is still the same. Where there's a lot of there's a, there's, there's a lot of external pressures being pushed on these people, where they have lived their entire lives being basically their bodies becoming accustomed to being oppressed and crushed by this gravity mm. to now they end up finding their way maybe up towards the surface and what that would do to their body. Because mm. they, now you're having a lot different pressures. You're having a lot less pressures against right. you. Maybe these people are now super strong because their muscles are so used to the pressures of being underground and being near this gravity, the strong mm. gravity pushing on them. Now when they get up on the surface, it's like they're on the moon where they're freaking like leaping stars. Mm. You know, but then the people who lived on the on the surface the entire time are like us, where they're just walking like normal. But now that you have these people who, mm. that way, that that way, you don't even it's not even just like a magic right system. system. It's just these people who just it naturally that's how it is because of the right. world and the the, the 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 place they've lived. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Gravity. It's a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Always pulling us down. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think now we need to do an episode though where we workshop an entire world building and, and magic system. Just, just entire, like from the beginning. From the beginning. Just the entire thing is just we're yeah. gonna make we're gonna make a world. Building worlds. That'll be the episode. Do. The episode's name Building Worlds. 
Let us know in the comments. Well, not comments. Let us know in anything that you want to DM us on or or email (laughs) if you want to see that. Yeah. Or hear that, you know. Probably do it. Make a world, make a story, make a character. Yeah. Character building should be our next thing that we go in on. Maybe not next week, but like in the future. What the revisit world building too. There's a lot to it. Right. We we, we, we pretty much spent the entire time talking about the environment. We didn't even go over like cultures or history. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, I mean, I had a few things written down, but anyway, I anyway, I think um, I think that might be a wrap. Say it's yes wrap, to world yo. building. Say yes to it. No, we need a new one. Build with us. Don't let gravity destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> destroy gravity before it destroys you. Don't don't destroy gravity. I think we need that. <laughs> Throw it in the fire. Actually, you couldn't have thrown the ring in the fire without gravity. That's true. Gravity, actually, gravity is the hero of the story. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> Just didn't realize that. Even Tolkien didn't know that. Just out Tolkien, Tolkien. Whoa. Well, without with Shout that out Tolkien, out Tolkien. This has been Brief Two Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we better go. <laughs> A far, far, far away bridge. You got something to say to the fans? Listen to listen to the podcast, right? Right, Sil. Oh, Sil's having a little little dinner. I hope That's you all can hear that. She's like, I came here to eat. I'm hungry. Feed me. Feed me. I'm starving. They don't feed me here. <laughs> we don't. Sorry, your water's not moving right now, Sil. I had to charge the oh, podcast machine. Her, her, how is she supposed to drink water when it's not moving? I know. Oh, well. Now I'm invested in her eating. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just going...